Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So this series is entitled Because He Is. Someone say, Because He Is. That's right. Because He Is. Today, I want to talk to you about Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life. Let's go to Matthew chapter 13, verse 14. Got some verses today to really, really get down into your spirit, down into your soul, into your mind, and as part of your will and your emotions. Look at this. Look at the, the prophet Isaiah said. He said, when you, this is a prophecy from hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus. He also prophesied the gruesome torture and crucifixion of Jesus hundreds of years before it happened. He said, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. Isn't that tough? He said, when you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened. You ever met someone with a hard heart? And their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes. Closed their eyes. That sounds like a, an act of their will. So their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me, look at this, and let me heal them. You know, the only way you get healing is if you turn to Jesus. That's it. That's it. You don't get healed on your own. You don't get healed with psychotherapy. Meds don't heal you. Meds, meds are a fix for symptoms. You know, you say, man, it's balancing me out. There's nothing wrong with that. You be on those until God speaks to you. Otherwise, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm telling you right now, medications, doctors, time. You know, people say, you know, time heals all wounds. I don't remember reading that in Scripture. Forgiveness and God's healing heals all wounds. And that sounds good. Have you ever noticed how some things... People say they sound really good. You ever heard that? Time, you know, time heals all wounds, man. That sounds good, huh? But it's ridiculous. It doesn't, it's not what Scripture says. Now, time can help with wounds, I believe, can distance you from the past. But how many of you ever met someone, man, they are still living in 1983? Was that like Uncle Rico on the, on what was that, what was that movie called? Napoleon Dynamite? He, Uncle Rico was living in 1983, a particular year. Wow, you don't want to be stuck in the past. No, Scripture says God has delivered us from the past. And Jesus said that if you're marching forward in his kingdom and you keep turning back while you're plowing the field that has been assigned to you, you keep turning back, you're not worthy of his kingdom. Now, we got to remember things in the past for testimony, but we don't live in the past with regrets and shame. You've been delivered, healed, saved, filled with the Spirit by God's promise and because of Jesus. Let's give the Lord a clap offering today. Make sure you're awake. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. Look at this. This is Jesus now speaking to the people listening to him. In second, wait, wait, hold on. We, we went to verse 17, didn't we, in Matthew chapter 17? Ah, I didn't finish it. Jesus said at the end of that, Blessed are your eyes. He's speaking to you now. This is believers, right? Blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they long to hear what you hear. Look at this great translation. But they didn't hear it. You are an honored people. Scripture says you are priests and kings in the kingdom of our God. You are select and chosen and favored and called. Remember, book of Revelation says, called and chosen and faithful. Everybody's called. Someone say, everybody's called. Someone go ahead and say it. Say, everybody's called. Uh-huh. Many are called, but few are chosen. And out of those who are chosen, 
Far less are even faithful. Say, how do I be faithful? Seek God every day. I'm not going to give you a list of do's and don'ts. Seek God every day. Love God and love people. Seek Him every day. How do I seek Him? Talk to Him and get into His Word. Let's just keep it simple. That's the basics of Christianity right there. Talk to God and get into His Word. The rest will fall into place. It really will. Let's go to John 14, 6 now. This is the crux of what I'm speaking to you about today. This is the pivotal point. This is the point. This is the turning point. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life now so that you can, so that I can, so that we can. Number one today, this ties into last week. I know I mentioned sight. Number one, so that you can really see. I wanted to get onto that point again. That's such a powerful point. It touched my soul last week. And I was talking to the Lord about this message this past week. And I thought, I, I can't let this go. This is so we can really, really see. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life so that we can see. Now, how many of you know all truth is parallel? Right? There are certain laws that they are in nature. You, you've heard of the law of gravity? Saw a video years ago. Terrible. And I hope you don't laugh. But you might. It's just something crazy. But a guy sent me a video. said, look at this. This is real. Some guy in Asia somewhere was, I don't know if he was a journalist or what he was doing or a publicity stunt. He was bungee jump. He was going to bungee jump off a building. And the authorities were showing up because it was against the law. I don't know which Asian country it was. And the guy in his hurry to beat the authorities jumped off the building without the bungee cord to his death. The law of gravity, you don't have to believe in it, but it's still there. It's still there. I'm really noticing it in my 40s now. I don't jump quite like I used to. Wow, the law of gravity is still there, huh? It was there when I was a kid, but man, I had the spring to be able to overcome it a little better. And you'd think with my bald head I'd, I'd be, do better at it now, but I'm just a little aerodynamic when I walk now. The wind just blows over my head. I'm a little aerodynamic, but I'm very, very cognizant of the fact that gravity exists. Say, man, I, I don't believe in that. I can't see gravity. Okay, don't test your theory then. Seen people walk off roofs and fall off things, and gravity's there. When, you, when there's nothing between you and the ground, you will be pulled to the ground, all right? Jesus came, though, and I, you said, why, why is he going into that? Why, what does he mean by all truth is parallel? Well, in, in the words that Jesus spoke, spoke, there are multiple layers of truth. Multiple layers. And I don't believe that Jesus just healed the sick just to heal the sick. Everything God does is for a purpose. You remember that series of two months? God has got a plan and purpose and design. I believe God was showing us something else when he healed people of certain ailments. Let's go to John chapter 9, verse 1. I want to read this to you. God, because of Jesus now, being the way, the truth, and the life, he, he has called us to really be able to see because of him. So you can see, and I can see, and we can see. Look at this. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. He was born that way. Now think of this in a spiritual sense as well. When you draw this correlation and this parallel in your mind, say many people, not many people, everyone's blind from birth spiritually, right? Scripture says, no matter how innocent you're born as, we're conceived in iniquity. You say, man, my parents were believers. Yeah, but our DNA was fallen since the Garden of Eden. So technically, we are born blind spiritually. After the Garden of Eden, humans were born blind. They can't see into the spirit realm. They can't quite see it. 
So this guy had been born blind. And then his disciples said, Rabbi, teacher, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? Have you, have you ever noticed that we're always looking for a reason? Are you that way? I'm that way. I think some people are more that way than others. Like, no, it has to be a reason why that didn't happen today. You may never know. You may never know. You can search and search and, fit and say, man, why did, why did that good person die before their time? Why did cancer get, get a hold of them? You may never know. You just need to trust God. Remember, i got to repeat this. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, there are things that are high and lofty, and they're secret and hidden things, and those belong to God. But His Word and His commandments, He's given us, we're responsible for those. We and our children, we're responsible for that. You're not going to understand everything. There's many things I've learned over the years that I just hand over to God because it's not for me to understand or know. People, when they try to figure out stuff and put God in a special room, in a special box, in a special area, and they understand everything, they start messing with God's Word. I'm not going to understand it all. I'm just not. But look, look at the, the human need and the human desire and the human, the human uh, habit of, well, is this guy, is he this way because of his sin? Well, Scripture said he was born blind. How could it have been his sin? And they said, well, was it because of his sins or his parents? No, here's what Jesus said. It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened, look at this, so the power of God could be seen in him. That is very interesting, very unusual verse. Look at what Jesus continues to say. He says, we must quickly carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. What has God assigned you? What have you been putting on hold that God's been speaking to you about for years? Maybe God's been calling you to serve at this church somehow. He said, ah, later, next week, next month. That never comes. And then you have regrets. I've noticed that those on their deathbed, they never say, I wish I'd, I'd made more money. I wish I'd spent more time at work. No, what do they say? People say, number one, they go to, I wish I'd have been around my kids more. I wish I would have forgiven someone. I wish I would have. Maybe some guy who died alone says, man, I wish I would have kissed the girl. Should have asked her to marry me. You know, like the, the elevator scene on You've Got Mail? Man, I wish, I wish I would have. Or, you know, people, they have all kinds of regrets. I've heard, I've heard deathbed confessions where they say, not a true confession, but they're just speaking it out, saying, the truth, now there's nothing to hold them back. Say, man, I wish I'd have been more involved. I wish I'd have really got connected and served. I wish, I wish I'd have, you know how many people pastors heard say, I wish I would have served God more while I was alive and healthy. Jesus says we must quickly carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. What's the task he's assigned you? The night is coming, Jesus said, and then no one can work. What does that mean? There's different layers there. I believe times are going to get hard and you're not able to serve God like you once were able to. I believe there's just different things. That could mean several things that Jesus is speaking about. But here's what he says. But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. Is summer the time to stop serving God? How about winter? How about because there's a virus out there? Say, I'm not going to read my Bible anymore. There's viruses. Honey, child, there's always been viruses. There's viruses in your breath. There's always been viruses. There are many viruses in your body that are inactive. Your body has rendered them harmless now because of your immune system. There's always bacteria. There's always, there's all, and you know what? There's all, Dad said this growing up, and it's so well spoken, so well said, 
so well articulated, so simple. Said, when you run out of excuses, the enemy and your mind will give you 10 million more. Why didn't you do it? Oh, it's because, you know, I, 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 man, you know, I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't quite. People telling me stuff. I was late because of the traffic. I'm like, three times in a month, you were late because of the traffic. Where? Where do we live? In San Francisco? No, this is Hobbs. No, not a good excuse. Have you noticed that many excuses become lies? Many excuses are lies. Not everyone. You know, sometimes there's reasons, I know, but my question to you is this, in seeking God and serving him while he's giving you this light and while you can serve him freely in this country, is what's it going to take? What's it going to take for us to wake up as believers and go, we are the light of the world. We need to work now while we can. We need to work. Say, Pastor Matt, are you saying that my works are going to get me into heaven? No, you're going to take your works with you to heaven. Your faith gets you to heaven. But when you believe, the Apostle James says, you do. Is anyone with me today? I don't know how many people tell me I'm a believer. I'm like, but your lifestyle doesn't line up. Do you care enough to obey God and be a believer? You can spout everything you want to say. Man, people talk, and some are better talkers than others. Man, I I can talk with the best of them. We can talk all day long, even without lying. That's my wife. She's like, man, baby, wow, you wake up hyper and you're talking already. Like, I got some stuff I got to get off my chest, man. We've been sleeping for eight hours. There's some stuff I need to discuss, you know. I can talk with the best of them. So don't give me that. Well, I'm going to talk and tell you and do this. No, don't, don't. Just show me, man. More importantly, show God. Don't just talk about it. Show God. And I love this right here, that this guy believed enough to let Jesus do whatever he wanted. Look at the weird thing Jesus did. Then he spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva. Most of you would have said, I'm out. It's COVID. Right? He spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva, and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. Really unusual. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam now. The guy's like, I'll do anything to see. Someone say, I'll do anything. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh you got to get to the place you'll do anything to hear from God. You'll do anything to see the truth of his word. You'll do anything. You'll do anything to find peace. I'm going to tell you right now, God gave me peace years ago, and I'm never going to lose it, not, on anyone's, uh-uh, not for anyone's sake. Mm-mm. Being with the wrong people, watching the wrong stuff, saying the wrong things, thinking about the wrong stuff, it's not worth my peace, and it's not worth yours e- either. Use the light. Walk in the light that God has given you. He said, go wash yourself now. Mud in his eyes. Now if he couldn't see before, now it's weird. Onlookers are probably going, oh, he wasn't blind. Now he's really going to be blind. He got mud in his eyes. So the man went and washed and came back what? Seeing. Isn't that powerful? What a story. I don't believe it's just in the physical. I believe Jesus had... The apostles write this down. I believe the Holy Spirit had the apostles and the disciples remember these stories so you could say, look, I came to set you free so you could really see. See what? See Jesus for who he really is. You know, a lot of the world will tell you Jesus was perfect, but he wasn't God. Others will say Jesus was God, but I'm not going to serve him. Others will say, no, you know, like Islam, say, no, Jesus was a prophet. Well, he was everything. He was a prophet. He was a teacher. He was everything. But he was God in the flesh, Scripture says. Son of the living God in the flesh. Wow. So you can also see what it is to be compassionate. Don't lose your compassion during times like these. You know, news has desensitized us over the years. Say, man, 40,000 died today in Indonesia with an earthquake. Some people go, oh, hmm. wonder what else is happening on Twitter, right? We're desensitized to it. 
Don't become desensitized. Fill up on the word. Help, help. Ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. Say, Lord, help me to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. I want to be compassionate and understanding. I want to walk in love and forgiveness. And you can see Jesus for who he is, who he really is, and what eternity and the written word of God really are. You're called to see that. You know what's powerful today? Is you're here listening to this. Those of you on the live stream, those of you tuning in later, you're listening to this. There's something in your heart that says, I need more from God. I don't believe anyone is here just to show up and say, I'm going to check a box. I don't believe that today. By faith in the one who I serve, I believe you're here for a purpose today because you want to be here, because you, you want to always walk right with God. You want to be close to God. I believe that. So Jesus came, the way, the truth, and the life, so you can really, really see. No, a, a terrible example. That's a good example, but it's terrible that I'm telling you this about myself. But are, are there any men in here who can't find anything? Just can't find stuff? I, I don't know if that's a... It, most men, human... It, my wife told me years ago, she said, it's the way your minds are wired and, and, and the way you look and stuff. I'll go to the store, and I'm like, baby, I know you sent me here. I can't go to another store. It's not here. She's all, send me a picture of the shelf. She's actually sent me the picture back before and circled where it is. I'm all... You know, in my wisdom and humility, I'm like, did a stalker just come in here behind me and put that there? Because that, that wasn't there. Or sometimes she'll text me a voice note or just a little text, bottom left. Well, bottom left, that's, that's not it. That, that's it, okay, that's it. Can't see it. Had to be revealed to me. Jesus was big on that. He said, wow, blessed are you because... God's revealing it to you. He's chosen you. God chose the disciples of Jesus and us. You've been chosen and blessed and called. Wow, now be faithful with it. He's chosen you to be able to see it. And that's not for you to get an attitude of pride and arrogance and say nobody else has it figured out. No, God has called you to say, wow, I can see. Now, I need to really get into this. Look at the next thing. This ties into number one. God has called you and because of the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus come in the flesh, right? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's called you to hear and understand. Look at this. Look at point two today. Hear and understand. Let's go to Mark 7.31. 7.31. Jesus left Tyre and went up to Sidon before going back to the Sea of Galilee and the region of the ten towns. Some of your translations say the Decapolis. That is the Greek word for ten towns little region of ten villages or towns there. A deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him. Some translations say deaf and dumb. They're not insulting him. Back in the day, dumb just meant you couldn't speak. So a deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him, and the people begged Jesus to lay his hands on the man to heal him. Jesus led him away from the crowd so they could be alone. Did you know that God can really do something in your life if you'll let him lead you away from the crowd? Away from social media, away from... Theo and Thea are saying, and Grandpa and Grandma, and every, if it's, especially if it's contrary to the Word. you got to get alone with God sometimes. Jesus led him away from the crowd so they could be alone. He put his fingers into the man's ears. Okay, here's another strange and unusual miracle by Jesus. The guy can't hear, and then he's got a guy walking up, glowing, probably the Son of God. Just he can see light in Jesus' eyes. He can see power and authority. And Jesus didn't ask. I don't see anything here that said he... he 
He asked. But everybody said, you got to heal this guy, Jesus. So he walks up, puts his fingers into the man's ears. Then, spitting on his own fingers, he touched what? The man's tongue. Some folks would be going, man, I, hey, if you need God and you know you need God, you'll do whatever you can to find peace and healing and freedom and be right with Him and know that He's going to speak to you. And you'll do anything to be close to God. Scripture says, whoever, whoever is forgiven much loves much. I'm going to tell you right now, I am, I am so far from where I need to be in God ultimately, although God is maturing me daily going through things and working on my character, working on my integrity, working on who I am, working on my relationships, working on me as a pastor and a husband and a son and a brother and an uncle. But I'm going to tell you right now, right now, right now, that I, I've waited my whole life for this moment to be right here with God so that He can continue to finish the work in me. That's where you are right now. You've heard the saying today is the the first day of the rest of your life, oh man, how much time do you have? I love it when, when dad has asked us over the years in men's meetings, say, how old do you want to live to be? Real blatant, you know, dad's pretty direct. Guys say, 90, 95, 100. Dad will say, okay, how old are you? Subtract that. That's how much longer you have to live according to your vision, according to your faith. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? You'll do anything you can to get close to God. Anything you can. Say, man, I'm not where I need to be yet, but I'm going there. I'm headed right now. Don't put it off. Don't put it off. Look at this. Jesus said, looking up to heaven, Scripture says, looking up to heaven, he sighed and said, Ephatha, which means in Aramaic, be opened. <laughs> Instantly, the man could hear perfectly, and his tongue was freed so he could speak plainly. Jesus told the crowd not to tell anyone. I don't know if Jesus was psyching people out when he did that. You know, you tell people not to. Say, don't tell anyone. They go, I got to tell someone right now. Hey, cuñada, right? Hey, sister. You know what I just heard? Jesus told the crowd not to tell anyone. But the more he told them not to, the more they spread the news. Human nature. They were completely amazed and said again and again, not just once, again and again, everything he does is wonderful. He even makes the deaf to hear and gives speech to those who cannot speak. He makes, I want you to key in on that, he makes the deaf to hear and gives speech to those who cannot speak. That's going to tie into my next point in a moment. But I believe this is implying other things. I believe there's multiple layers of meaning. Many hear the gospel and it makes no sense to them. You ever talk to someone before and they go, someone died for my sin? Most, most, most people in America have heard the story of Jesus. You can, you can meet someone on the street, strung out on something, and they'll say, oh yeah, Jesus died for my sin. They heard it, but they didn't understand it, huh? They didn't understand it. There was no understanding there. It makes no sense to them. Some people think it sounds silly and foolish. Some people will tell you this thing, and it sounds good once again, but it's ridiculous. Someone say it's ridiculous. Thanks for your faith, because you didn't even know what I was going to say yet. But here's what is ridiculous. They say, I know how to get to heaven. My good deeds have to outweigh my bad deeds. Maybe some of you have quoted that before. That's, that's not what Scripture says. Scripture says, try as hard as you can, try as you may, try as you might. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. You need, you need 
someone to bleed for you, someone who is innocent. And the perfectly innocent Lamb of God was Jesus, and he died in our place. He suffered all that so that we could spend eternity with the Lord. And many people, they hear that and they say, man, that sounds foolish. The Apostle Paul says, the foolishness of preaching. God is going to save people through seemingly foolish stuff. Man, if you would have looked at me as a kid, I had a foolish streak. And here I am speaking the truth of God's word. God uses the foolish things of this world to confuse and confound the self-perceived wise. Say, that's foolish. You know, like Oprah Winfrey, she's so bright. I love her. God bless her. She's a giver. She's understood giving for years. She's done so many things right, but she does not have a concept of who God is. She said, that just doesn't make sense to her. She says, my God wouldn't send people to hell. Well, he's, he's obviously not your God. You made your own God, Oprah. My God wouldn't. My God. It's strange people say that about God, but then they want the judge to send someone to prison forever or to be executed if they kill a family member. But their God is, won't, won't perform judgments, no. It's because they've heard, but they don't understand. Sounds silly. And remember this. Jesus said, I've been sent by the Father, but I am sending the Holy Spirit to lead you into all truth. Don't take my word for it today. Get into the word and find out for yourself. Get into prayer because prayer leads you to the word and the word leads you back to prayer and back and forth. You as a believer, you're called to pray and get into the word. He's called you because he's the way, the truth, and the life to really see, number one. Number two, to hear and to understand. And this is going to tie into number three today. To speak. Remember the last verse of that text I just shared with you said, all of a sudden he could hear clearly and he was able to speak plainly. Many hear, but they don't hear. Remember that verse at the beginning? We were quoting Isaiah. Let's do that again. Let's do Matthew 13, 14 again. Let's read through that. When you hear what I say, you will not understand. He was speaking to people who had been ignoring his words or just didn't quite get it. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. It won't mean anything to you. For the hearts of these people are hardened and their ears cannot hear and they have closed their eyes willfully right so their eyes cannot see and their ears cannot hear and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them well praise god god has healed you he's taken the blindness off he's taken the veil off we we talk about that often he's removed the veil so you can see clearly he's unstopped your ears so you can hear and understand completely and now part of him unstopping your ears is that you'll be able to speak plainly and that's number three you will be able to speak and repeat the words of Jesus and speak the truth. Let's go to Luke 8, 38. I like this right here. One guy just had a bunch of demons cast out of him. It says, the man who had been freed from the demons begged to go with Jesus. Of course, man, he said, man, I want to go hang out with you. you. You got it all. But Jesus sent him home saying, look at what Jesus did. No, go back to your family and tell them everything God has done for you. Don't ever be ashamed of your story, especially if it's your testimony. Some of you in here have come off substances and drugs. You're a miracle. Some of you have come off alcohol. You're a miracle. Some of you have come from some crazy lives of abuse and different stuff. That just shows the saving, resurrecting, unmatched, unparalleled power of Jesus, doesn't it, in your life. Let's give the Lord a clap offering right now. Go ahead. For His glory. Jesus said, no, go back to your family and tell them everything God has done for you. Don't ever be ashamed of what God has done for you. So he went all through the town 
Some translations say the Decapolis, all ten cities, that area, right? Proclaiming the great things Jesus had done for him. Remember Mary Magdalene? I love bringing her up because that messes with people's theology. That they, those that think God cannot use women, you need to repent, brother. A lot of the people who think God cannot use women, they're lazy and God never really uses them either. You hear that on the live stream? You hear that? Men who go, women can't do it. I've seen men do that in church circles. They go, women can't do it, but they sit there like big old toads and frogs. Just sitting there, not doing anything. I'm like, dude, women are running circles around you while you're saying God can't use them. God's already been using them. They've been organizing and doing everything for you anyway, champ. This guy went and told everyone what Jesus had done for him, and I'm tying that into Mary Magdalene, fresh from the grave. Jesus saw her. She didn't recognize him at first. Then he said, Mary? She said, oh, my Lord, it's you. You're back. And he said, you know what now? Go and tell. Amazing, that season in history. Women were treated as second, third, fourth-class citizens. The Lord spoke to Mary. And to speak of equalities, people talk about equality and critical race theory and all this stuff. They don't have an understanding of God's word because that's not God's word. God's word is equality, but God's word is forgiveness and grace as well. And Jesus right there said, go and tell my brothers I'm alive. I'll see them soon. Go tell them. Don't you ever let social media or what you've seen on TV, they're trying to use the word of God and misuse it, whether for or against women, for or against different colors. Look, God has created you in his likeness. White, black, brown, yellow, red, green, polka dot. You're created in his image. Someone give me a big amen. From the start, you were created to be his kids. From the start. From the start. Say, oh no, you got a white face or brown face. What? Jesus was white. Jesus was black. Jesus was Jewish. Jesus was Jewish. And Scripture says there's no male or female in the kingdom of God. We're all just children. Say, did he take away our genders? No, the point that the apostle is making, that he created you to be who you are, according to the words of Jesus, but he created you to be equal. We have differences, but we're still equals to God. I'm not better than anyone in here. No one in here is better than me. And folks that say you think you're better than me, they need to get their hearts healed because they're dealing with a spirit of insecurity. Can you imagine? I, I go tell someone, do you think you're better than me? What? That doesn't even cross my mind. Think that crosses God's mind? Oh, yeah, well, I, I made Matt better than some people and some people better than Matt. You, can you imagine? No. Go out and tell everyone what Jesus has done for you because you are everyone else's equal. And I'm going to tell you the truth right now. You're created in God's image, and when you come to know the Lord, you are above the world. You are equals in Christ. Apart from Christ, no, it's very unequal. Someone say it's unequal. Yeah, outside of Jesus, there's all kind of inequality and stuff. And people try to rectify that through their own personal doctrine and twist Scripture. No, the only doctrine for justice, the only doctrine for truth, the only doctrine for life is Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. Men and women are equal to him. Said there's no male or female, there's no Jew or Gentile, no Jew or Greek. Everybody's the same to the Lord. Once you accept Jesus, Scripture says he has no favorites. But he does bless those who come closer to him all the time, right? He loves you just as much as he loves me, but other people spend more time in prayer sometimes. Say, why are they getting blessed? Has God picked favorites? No, they've been hanging out with God, though, and they, they can hear him speak secrets. 
walk around, tell someone the truth of, look at what Jesus has done for me. Now that you can see, now that you can hear and understand, you need to begin to speak it. If you have an understanding of it, you can share it with confidence. Speak the truth, God's plan, his word, the name of Jesus. And I'm going to tell you today, just like Mary Magdalene, don't wait. I love it that there was urgency that day when Jesus said, go and tell them that I'm alive and I'll see them again. Scripture says she spoke to him and some of them doubted still. I said, well, I don't know, man. I know what he said. I know what she's saying, but she's just a woman. She's just a woman, huh? Church is filled with just women. <laughs> There's a lot of good men in the house today, and I'm not undercutting men. God bless you. You're courageous. There are so many other men that should be in churches. All they do is talk trash on the outside. Many times people don't go to church, don't know their Bible, but you know what verse they remember? Well, God, God, God's word says that the man is the head of the woman. They'll even misquote it. I'm like, that's not what it says. It says the head of every home is the man. Say, why is, why is man the head of a home? Because if you have more than two heads, you are freakish in nature, right? You ever seen a two-headed dog? Three-headed dog? What's that dog that Hercules fought in mythology? Cerberus, the hound of hell? He had more than one head. That's a freak. What's a head for? Ultimate responsibility, not to treat a woman bad. I treat my wife as my equal. I don't know why I'm getting into this today, but somebody in this house must be drawing it from the Spirit of God. Somebody needs to hear it. And I'm going to tell you right now, a woman's body can get one cell and turn it into a baby. That was a pause for dramatic effect. I didn't need you to do anything, but I just wanted you to feel the effect of the drama. A woman can get a broke-down house and turn it into a home. A woman can get canned goods. I've seen women make amazing meals out of teeny weenies and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, wow, this is great. They're like, it came from a can. Really? This was frozen. Yeah, but you did something to it. God has gifted women in that area. Say, aren't men gifted? Oh, yes, men and women are gifted. Here's my point. We need each other, and that needs to be part of your story, too. Men, forgive the women who have hurt you. Women, forgive the men who have hurt you. It was dad or mom or whoever. You need to forgive now and move on so that you can speak the truth of God's word and say, you know what? This is what God has done in my life. Ask the Holy Spirit to open up your eyes, your ears, and your heart. Don't wait anymore. Today is the day of salvation. See things clearly as they are. It's so interesting to me, and i got to say this one more time. I've seen people get stuck and dwell on one little piece of doctrine in the Bible, and that's where they're stuck, and that's where they die spiritually. They never go on to read the full counsel of the Lord. They never go on to read everything else that God's Word has to say. I don't want to just be, one guy called it a one-trick pony. He said, man, I know one thing, you got to tithe. That's it. Praise God. Well, that's good. That's good. Jesus said you should tithe, but don't forget about everything else, mercy and love and forgiveness. Don't forget about all this other stuff. And I don't know who in your life needs love right now, but someone needs to go home and speak life to someone else because your eyes have been opened. You can hear and understand. Now you need to speak life over someone. And some of you, man, you say, man, my kids are impossible. Discipline them, but forgive them and love them. Give them a chance to grow and thrive. Say, you don't have any kids. Yeah, but I was raised by good parents. And I know what it is to be disciplined and allowed to grow and thrive despite the weaknesses of my personality, which are many. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes today. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to do something special in our lives because Jesus is the way, the truth, 
and the life. Matthew, would you turn both units down maybe one degree for me? It's already heating up outside, and I can feel it. Thank you, sir. Is there anyone in this house? Going to be a few different calls today. But is there anyone in this house that would say, you know what? I've never accepted Jesus or made him my Lord and Savior. That'll be the first call this morning. You say, I've never, I've never confessed Jesus as my Savior. I never have. Would you raise your hand today? We're going to pray together here in a moment. All right, everyone's confessed Jesus as their Savior. That's good. Well, is there anyone in this house? This is equally important, I believe. Who would say, you know what, Pastor Matt? God is calling me back home to him. God is calling me to be planted and connected so I can flourish and grow and become heroic in his kingdom and get involved and serve him and serve others. I, I need to repent of some things. Is there anyone in the house? You don't have to be ashamed. I did this this morning. I told the Lord, I'm sorry for these things, and I'm sorry for anything that I've forgotten about. You cleanse me, Lord, please. Is there anyone that says, I'm finding my way back. I, I really need to repent and tell the Lord, I'm sorry today. Would you raise your hand? I'm going to pray with you. Keep your hands up for a second. I want to see them. Don't be ashamed. There you go. There you go. Incredible. Thank you for your courage and your, your honesty, your integrity. I can feel God's pleasure towards you today. I want everyone in this house and everyone on the live stream to repeat this prayer with me. We're going to cover everyone, okay? Say, Heavenly Father, I already believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I know he died and rose again for me. But Lord God, right now, I need your forgiveness. I need you to cleanse me. Say this, say, you know it's been tough, but you've gone through more. That's right, say, Lord Jesus, you've gone through more. Say, I call it an honor to fight through for you. Please forgive me, Lord. I confess my sin to you now. Take some time. Tell the Lord what you're sorry for. You can whisper it. You don't have to say it loud. That's between you and God unless you choose to share that with someone. Just tell the Lord. Go ahead. Say, I'm sorry. Just tell him. Say, I'm sorry for lying. I'm sorry for struggling. Maybe some of you said, man, I've struggled with lust or I've struggled with, with different things or I've struggled with pride or, man, I've I'm, I'm, I'm been struggling with some fear about some irrational things. I want the Lord's help in that area. Just tell the Lord I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now tell the Lord, this is so humble and so true. Say, Lord, I need you. Say it again. Say, Lord, I need you. Say, I can't make it without you. Say, I need you every hour, every moment. I call upon you. Send angels and stir up your Holy Spirit within me to walk in your grace. Your forgiveness, your righteousness, your peace and your holiness in Jesus' name.